0: The holidays are just around the corner, and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7pm Eastern Time, 4pm Pacific Time on Zoom or on ACB Media. You can bid on great unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jump start on things, the Sneak-a-Peak Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding!
1: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney. This is Sunday, November the 5th, 2022. And I want to go ahead and thank my hosts and streamers and connectors. So thanks, Tori. She is our host this evening. Chanel is connecting us to Clubhouse. Thank you, Chanel. Herbie, thank you so so much for streaming us on ACB Media. And my sidekick, I can't forget about her, Kayla. She's going to be helping me out a little bit in the kitchen tonight. So thank you, Kayla, for helping me out. And again, thank you all for coming. So um, tonight we are cooking a twice baked potato casserole. And we are cooking homemade macaroni and cheese. I'm going to throw Kayla off just a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and get started on my mac and cheese, get that pasta going on, get my water boiling. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to ask Kayla to read the uh, ingredients for both dishes. And we're going to do the potato casserole first. Then we'll work on the mac and cheese afterwards. And we'll go over those ingredients again uh, when we start
3: the mac and cheese. So Kayla, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay, is it okay if I start with the potato recipe first for ingredients? Okay. So for um, the twice-baked potato casserole, we're going to need a half a pound of thin-sliced bacon, eight russet potatoes, three tablespoons canola oil, two sticks or one pound salted butter plus more for uh greasing your your dish um one cup sour cream one cup grated cheddar or jack or a combination of both plus more for topping you're gonna want more for the topping i promise if you love cheese as much as i do one cup whole milk and i typically use non-fat when i make this recipe two teaspoons seasoned salt three green onions sliced, and those are optional, Uh, salt and pepper to taste. All right, and then the ingredients for the mac and cheese are going to include, and I'll read these again later if you would like. So one pound Velveeta processed cheese cubed, 16 ounces pepper jack cheese shredded, um, and the uh, pre-shredded cheese is not recommended for this recipe. Eight ounces cream cheese. One cup milk. More can be added if desired. One half cup Parmesan cheese from the green can. And I apologize if you're hearing my dog. He's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> One cup bread crumbs, One stick butter melted. And one pound boxed uh, elbow macaroni cooked um, uh, from the package. So with the package in direct directions. And that is our ingredients for the two um, side dishes we're making today.
2: All right. Thanks so much, Kayla. So I've got my water started for my mac, uh, mac and cheese. I'm going to go ahead and get my pasta cooked. And with this, you're going to be baking. I want to I know I said I'm going to do the potato casserole, but I want to preface all of that Um, with the mac and cheese. When you cook your pasta, you want to cook it till it's what is called al dente. You don't want to cook it until it's done because we're going to bake this uh, dish once we get it all the cheese and goodies in there. So you want to bake it, uh, uh, cook it until it's al dente. So usually, uh, for typical macaroni, it's probably al dente be about five minutes. I think the typical Mac is about seven to 10 minutes, but it's going to continue to cook. So, um, you will hear me set my timer for a lot longer than that because I'm using gluten-free pasta and it takes a lot longer to, to cook. So, um, I try to do a gluten-free diet. Most of you know that. I try to do that as much as possible. And so that's why I I wanted to preface all of that. So I've got my water going. It's about to start boiling and we'll dump that pasta in in just a few minutes. And now I've got my two sticks of butter in a mixing bowl and I'm going to go ahead and melt it. It doesn't say to melt it, but it just mixes a lot easier if you do melt it. So I'm going to put those two sticks on for about two minutes and then I'm going to come back and check that out to see if it is done. So to start with the potatoes, you want to go ahead, you want to scrub and bake about eight potatoes. Uh, And those will be russet potatoes. I've already done that. And when you bake them, you want to rub the outsides of them with that canola oil. So that's what that's for. So um, you bake them at 400 for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, You just want to make sure that they're, they're good and done. And then you let those cool to the point where you can actually work with them and handle them you don't want them cold but you want to be able to work with them and after you do that and i've done a lot of this already because it, it took some time um, once you can handle them you slice them open and you take a spoon and you scrape out the flesh of that potato scrape it out into a mixing bowl so i've done that and you know if you like potato skins you can you know cut up some of those potato skins and put those in there or put them all in there However you want to do that is fine. And so I've got that in there and then I've seasoned them with some salt, pepper, and garlic powder. And I've cooked my bacon. And so what I did, I just cooked a a whole pack of bacon because now they don't come in pound packages anymore. I think they're like 12 to 14 ounces. And any of the ingredients that I list, if you do not eat those, you don't like them or have dietary restrictions, then you can leave those out. Um, kind of the potatoes are kind of important. So, um, but now I'm just, I've cooked my microwave in, yeah, they are important. So I put my microwave in the bacon and it's cooled off. And now I'm just using my kitchen shears to cut those into bite-sized pieces. I've done most of it already. So I left three slices for me to do. So I just take each piece and, uh, fold it in half, snip it. And then I split it down the middle of that piece. Then I just cut it it's in pieces. So, I mean, if you like bigger pieces of bacon, you don't have to do that. But, um, but that's how I'm doing it. And I was telling them before we got the call started that uh, I was kind of proud of myself. I cooked all this this bacon, and I did not eat the first slice when it was cooked. So that's
3: you the second
2: no i have not eaten any of the bacon <laughs> i have not i didn't even taste even the, one of the little pieces so and that's highly unusual for me and my husband didn't get into it and neither did the puppies so that's that's even better <laughs> if i keep those away from it then then i'm doing good so um, and got all those done. Let's go check our butter and see if it is melted. When you melt your butter, just you know, be careful. Um, I'm being stupid and I'm sticking my finger in there in the melted butter. And I swish it around a little bit and it seems like it's melted. I don't feel anything knocking against the sides to tell me that it's, there's still solid pieces in there. So, I'm just going to pour that over my potatoes. This is, I will be honest, this is the first time I've made this. Kayla sent me the recipe and it sounded so yummy. And so I've
3: made it many times though. So, you're doing good so far.
2: Okay, so doing good so far.
3: Yep, and sometimes um, depending on how wrinkled your your potatoes get, I know that sounds funny, um, in your oven, um, you can just peel off the potato skins and you don't even have to go through the scrapey process. Um, Yeah,
2: that's what I had today, you know. Yeah, I typically
3: just peel off the the. I peel off as much as I can. I don't mind skins at all, though. I kind of like them. So I tend to leave more of my skins on my potatoes. I just take off some of the bigger chunks that I'm, you know. um, But I I enjoyed the potato skins being in my potatoes, to be honest.
2: Oh, me too. And they say that's where a lot of the nutrients are. so. So if you like potato skins. All right. And now I'm adding my one cup of milk. Now I'm gonna add my one cup of sour cream. All right, Kayla, what are my other ingredients? I know I'm missing the cheese, but we'll talk about cheese in a minute.
3: Oh, my, let me unlock my device again, I apologize. And I did not
2: have the green onions. So um, I'm foregoing the onions, but if you want to put green onions in there, you can. You can use chives if you don't have green onions. Um, I meant to get my chives out and I'm just totally forgot. And if you like onions and you don't have the green onions and you can use um, just raw onion, you can chop that up and put it in there um, or you can use frozen chopped onions as well. So use what you have on hand.
3: Um, so you already seasoned them. So you've got these seasonings. I
2: too have um, the seasonings the, the, pe- the
3: cup of cheese. Did you add the one cup of cheese?
2: I did not. um, I'm going to add that later because um, um, my husband, many of you know, (laughs) does not like cheese. So I'm going to leave that out of the mixture. And so I'll make him a small pan with the cheese and make the rest of it or without the cheese. And I'll make the rest of it with cheese. So I believe my water is about ready to boil. So I'm going to go ahead and dump my pasta in and get my timer set for that. And then we'll talk about mixing up this casserole. All right. Alexa, start timer for 10 minutes. Second time, 10 minutes. Starting All right. So, um, The recipe says, you know, to mix this up and I asked Kayla, I said, okay, do you mix it by hand? Do you use a mixer? What do you do? She says I use my KitchenAid. So I didn't want to drag mine out. So I'm just using a hand mixer. So I'm just going to turn that on. And Kayla, if you have some other things to talk about on this recipe, about this recipe, you can talk about that while I'm mixing this up and I'm going to mute myself. So it's not so loud on y'all.
3: Right. So if you don't have a hand mixer, Um, And you have a potato masher, you could use that as well. Um, That's just a little more extra muscle in there that you would need. Um, If you don't have either of those, I would say forks you could take two forks and kind of cut them into the potatoes because um, this this recipe is a lot like mashed potatoes so we kind of want to get close to that consistency um, I don't like totally smooth potatoes I like a, a little bit of chunk in there so that you know they're real potatoes um we will be using um typically a nine by 13 pan when you cook this um, I think that Courtney has decided she's going to do two smaller pans and when I make this here in the next couple of weeks I will probably do that as well so that um, what I will do is I use the, um, the aluminum pans the 8 by 8 or 9 by 9 whichever I find and I'll, I'll divide it into two pans and then let it cool and then, or make sure it's at room temperature or cool. Um, I wrap it in saran wrap. And then I found that the eight by eight pans slide into a gallon size Ziploc bag pretty well. And then I can just put a label on that um, with Braille is typically what I do. And I use contact paper often as my form of putting Braille on things because I can sl- cut it into strips Um, And a lot of people probably have already heard me say this on other calls, but it's so nice that I can just put it in my Perkins Brailler. I can Braille on it. What I, what it is. Um, It's, it's really important that you also put the date so um, that you made it so that you know how long that's been in your freezer. You can just slap that little label onto the packaging um, and put it into the freezer. Um, And then uh, I typically will take it out of the freezer the night before if, I, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm ahead of schedule and know I'm going to be making it. Uh, and then I'll let it be in the fridge overnight so it starts to thaw out. If not, um, when I reheat it from the freezer, I will take off the saran wrap and I put tinfoil on top. And then I'm going to, I usually typically, if it's frozen, we'll bake it for an extra 15, 20 minutes, um, and then I would check it and kind of see it's all cooked. So that's one thing you don't have to worry about is anything not being good because it's not cooked. We're, we're, we're just rewarming it up. So that's kind of nice. That So once it's to the temperature you want it to be, um, that that's good for that. All right. Thanks, Kayla. Uh, and I also don't typically put in the green onions either.
2: Yeah, the only reason I don't, I'm not putting them in today is because I don't have them. So, uh, and I and my had My kids
3: just don't care for them much, so...
2: Yeah. If I hadn't already done my grocery run for the week, uh, I would have definitely gotten them. So, all right. So, I've got that all mixed up without the cheese, of course. So, um, I've just got a round baking pan. That's probably eight or nine inches. That way we can determine which is switching the fridge later. So, I'm just spooning this into my casserole dish. And it calls for two sticks of butter, which we used, save those wrappers because you can take those wrappers and use that to butter your baking dish. Um, Because it said, you know, extra butter for, you know, greasing your pans. So, and, you know, if that's not enough to grease your pans, then you can just get a stick of butter, unpeel one end of it. And I'll just take that stick of butter and I just run it around the edges and along the bottom. Make sure you get the corners really well greased. And uh, you use less butter that way. All right. So I've got this pretty much full. So we'll set that over to the side and we'll stick both of those in the oven at the same time. My pan's not cooperating with me. And Kaylin, do you typically cover this with foil before you cover uh, cook it? You may have said um, that. I oh, do. Yeah.
3: And then towards the end, I take off the foil to kind of get the top to be brown. Um, so, yeah, that's typically how I do it. Um, so maybe like the last 10, 15 minutes, you know, put it in for a little bit. I can't remember the baking time on this off the top of my head. Um, uh,
2: it's at 350 and I think it's for like 30 minutes.
3: Yeah, and so that's I have probably 20 typically. minutes with the tinfoil on and then 10 minutes without it. And I keep um, that tinfoil just in case we have leftovers. I can just put the same piece of tinfoil back over it and put it in the fridge yes. for later.
2: So. Yes, I used to think my grandmother was crazy for saving tinfoil and all that, but yeah, when you're paying for it, it's not so crazy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead now and I'm going to put some cheese in here. And y'all are going to hear me opening up zippy bags. I took the liberty of pre-shredding my cheese before this call. So that's what you're hearing. So it called for a cup. I'm putting a whole cup in for what's left of mine. And um, do we have any questions in Clubhouse or in Zoom at this time? None in Zoom. None in Zoom. Okay.
4: And none in Clubhouse.
2: Okay. Either everybody's sleeping uh, like they did last week. Well, we did have one at
4: some point, but then they left. So then they
2: left. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So they're either salivating or cooking along with us or sleeping. So, but glad you're here. Whatever you're doing, I'm glad you're here. So I'm just hand mixing this. Um, cheese in just to save me from having to mute again. And I'm going to grab my other small dish. So now I'm using a square nine by nine, I believe it is, pan. and you'll know
3: Let which go. one has cheese and which one doesn't.
2: Exactly. Pan, right? Exactly.
4: And when you're ready, we did just get a raised hand. So All when right. you're ready,
2: who's our raised hand?
4: Maria
2: Roscastle. Hi, Maria. it's Maria. Hey, welcome. You have a question? Um, yeah, I just, I came in late. So I'm wondering, is this recipe written anywhere or, because um, I kind of came in, in the, yeah, in the middle of sure. it. So I'm just wondering. Yes. So um, the recipe will be sent out in the morning on our um ACB Cooks email list and if you're not if you haven't joined that list yet the information to subscribe is in the body of the text for this call um but I will give out the email at the end of the call the email address and uh and how you can contact any all of right, the cooks cool. at ACB you. so you're welcome so I'm just cleaning off my beaters now make sure I get all the good stuff off Yeah. Another way that we determine, um, you know, whose food or whose drink is whose is I put his on the right side of the refrigerator. And I tell him it's because you're always right. So um, <laughs> he likes that. And that. He likes that. He likes that.
3: Boogie you go, boost there, Courtney.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies, you know, that that's something you can do for your man <laughs> if you want to. All right, so I've just about got that cleaned off, and I'm going to start my pasta while I'm got my fingers clean and not in the all messed up here. All
1: right,
2: so I want to thank Maria for joining us. She's joining us from Australia. So, and I know we have some from Wales and other parts of the world. So, thank you all so much for joining us. Right, so I'm gonna do a quick wash of my hands so I don't get potato stuff everywhere. And I'm gonna do a quick start of this pasta. It feels like it's getting there.
3: And I've made this recipe in the, the throwaway pans and froze it and I've taken it to um, our family reunions Um, When we get Airbnbs and travel, I typically will take meals like this and sides and I'll freeze them. And so all I have to do while I'm on vacation is pop them in the oven. And so that's typically what we do to kind of keep our travel expenses down is uh, get an Airbnb with a kitchen in it. And then I just pre-freeze food, put them in the cooler, and uh, we take them that way.
2: And it's a good... Alexa, stop. So I guess my pasta is done. And it's a good way to alleviate a lot of stress as well for your trips. If you know you have that option to do an Airbnb um, and even for the holidays, that's why I'm prepping now for Thanksgiving. So I don't have to do it all Thanksgiving day or the night before. Yeah. So my pasta is done. I'm going to go ahead and drain that very quickly. And then we'll finish up with the potato casserole and then we'll get in with the um, macaroni and cheese.
3: And I will say, I fell in love with this recipe because I love, love, love twice baked potatoes, but they are so much work trying to keep the the shells together or the skins together and scooping them out and mashing it all up and then trying to get it all back in there. There's a lot of extra work and this is just as yummy and way easier, easier to freeze for later, so.
2: Yeah, and I love simple, easy recipes, and when she sent this one to me, I was like, oh, I can do this. This is easy. I mean, and I can do some complex things, too, but um, I like to get meals done quick and get them on the table or get them ready to go in the freezer, um, so I like quick stuff, quick simple stuff, so I'm just draining my
5: pasta there,
1: and
3: I think, even if you are a person who lives alone or only two people in the house, you could also take this recipe and put it into like cupcake. I have silicone cupcake liners. And you Mm -hmm. can fill those up and then you'll have sides that all you have to do is um, once they're frozen, you could take those and put them in a Ziploc bag and then just rewarm them up in the oven for, you know, 15 minutes or so. Or put them in your air fryer. If you have an air fryer, put a piece of tinfoil under them and rewarm them in the air fryer like that, too.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to call out any names, but there's one young lady uh, who lives south of me. You know, that's a good good tip for an air fryer, you know, if you want an air fryer, ma'am. So, uh, and she knows who I'm talking
3: to. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, all right. So, I've got this done here. And I did take the liberty of tasting all of this after I mix it up. And, and, oh, my goodness, y'all. If it's this good cold, it's going to be even better when it's warmed up. And of course I've got to put loads and loads of cheese on top of mine. Mm
1: -hmm. And I love I, I
2: hadn't have not thought about the idea. I mean it makes sense, I don't know anyway, about putting the casserole dishes in Ziploc bags after you know putting your disposable pans in those Ziploc bags.
3: Yeah, it works really good for like the eight by eights. I think the round ones would work in there pretty good too.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm sure they would. It. And for those of you who don't know, you can get Ziploc bags in two and three gallon sizes as well. So um, your nine by 13 would probably fit in a two gallon.
3: Yeah, I like to use those to kind of organize my freezer because I have a deep freezer. So it's nice to have those larger. I have like a couple of three gallon ones.
1: Mm -hmm. So
3: I put all the French fries and all that kind of stuff in one and all the veggies in another. So I know I can pull out that bag and that's kind of what I'm getting.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So even I learned a little something or was reminded of something tonight. So thanks, Kayla. Yeah, I appreciate that.
3: I'm all about working smart, not hard here. (laughs) That's our family motto.
2: Me too. Me too. I think I'm going to have to cook this for Thanksgiving dinner too. And the thing is, I've got enough potatoes, just about enough potatoes to do that. So I'm going to get some more this week and get that done. All right. So I've got that in my pan and I'm going to sprinkle some more cheese on here. I have a Fiesta blend cheese dipping out of, so that's what I'm gonna put. I didn't do the pepper jack or the cheddar. Use whatever cheese you like or whatever you have on hand. It doesn't matter. Just, just because the recipe calls for that kind of cheese, if you don't like it, don't use it. Just use, again, what you like. Um, if you don't like that much cheese at all, then, you know, just don't put in quite so much. All right. And another good thing um, when you're cooking smaller in smaller pans like this, if you have to cover them with foil, they have aluminum foil sheets. And you can take those and um, cover your dishes with that. So I'm going to get these on a baking sheet here. I'm going to put point. them on. I-
3: do always put mine on a cookie sheet it makes it a lot easier to get it in and out of the oven if you're using the throwaway pans
2: yes it, it well is
3: down, whatever you want
2: to call yes it is um, and even if you're going to freeze them put them on that that um you know cookie sheet in the freezer and then once it gets frozen you know eight 24 hours or when you remember it, that's the way I do it. It's when I remember it or when I when need it the gets pan. In your way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or when I need the pan. You know, oh well, no wonder I can't find that one. It's it's in the freezer. So I was gonna put it on my larger sheet pan. Then I remembered I have my dinner in the oven cooking and it's not all gonna fit. So And I have two racks and I'll explain why I can't use my bottom rack in just a few minutes because that's because of the macaroni and cheese. All right, so that's in the oven. I'm gonna set a 30 minute timer. Alexa, start timer for 30 minutes.
0: Second timer, 30 minutes, starting
2: now. Awesome. So do we have any questions, any hands raised in Clubhouse or in Zoom?
4: As of a minute ago, we did not. I I am double checking. All right. No, we do not have any raised hands.
2: And I was going to say, while y'all are checking, I'm just kind of picking up and I have potato everywhere (laughs) all over my counter. So it is nice and messy. So that means it's going to be good. So what about in Zoom, Tori? Do we have any raised hands in Zoom? Or did? did Tori go to sleep on us? <laughs> um,
3: Tori's in yeah
2: so if you could check that Kayla just to um, see she may can you hear me now yes ma'am yes ma'am. I
3: accidentally muted
4: my headset um, ah. <laughs> no we do not have any
3: hands in zoom
2: okay thank you thank you all right so I'm just going to clean up my countertop here just a little bit now that I've got Potato everywhere, and we'll get started on the mac and cheese. So, like I said, I've already cooked my pasta, and now we're going to get to making the cheese sauce. And to make the cheese sauce, you have—I'm going to let Kayla go ahead and go over those ingredients again. If you'll do that for me, Kayla, and while I get my other ingredients, ingredients? just for the mac and cheese, please.
3: Alrighty. Um, one pound Velveeta processed cheese um, cubed. And this comes like in a, a, a cardboard box that's rectangular shaped. And then it's wrapped in like a foil wrapping um, once you take it out of the box. Um, mm-hmm. 16 ounces pepper jack cheese shredded from the block. Pre-shredded cheese is not recommended for this recipe. Eight ounces cream cheese. One cup milk, more can be added if desired. One half cup um, tr- uh, grated Parmesan cheese from the green can. One, br- one cup bread crumbs. one stick butter melted. And then the one pound of elbow macaroni um, noodles and you would cook those according to the package instructions which Courtney has already started at the beginning of the call.
1: Yes.
2: Okay. Thanks so much, Kayla. All right. So um, to tell you why I'm not using my bottom oven rack, again, it's due to the macaroni recipe. So when you cook your macaroni and cheese, sometimes it gets dry. And to prevent that from happening, what I do is I stick a pan, um, a 9 by 13 pan, inside of my oven and before I and what I did today is I did preheat my oven to 350 degrees and once it got preheated and I was ready to put my uh, food in the oven I went ahead and turned the oven off for just a few minutes so that I could put my pan on the bottom rack of my oven and then I poured water in my pan and I filled it about two-thirds full. Please, 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 if you're going to do a water bath like this, do not pour water into that pan while your oven is on. Because as you know, water and electricity do not mesh well together. So, you know, make sure your oven is off before you pour water into that pan. Okay, And after I got that water poured in, then I turned my oven back on to 350 and it's sitting in there. It'll keep my potatoes moist as well. So, all right. So what we're going to do now is I've drained my pasta and I'm going to use the same pot that I cooked my pasta in to cook my cheese sauce. And I'm going to, you don't want to cook this at a very high temp because you don't want your cheese sauce to scorch. And you know, that's a nasty, nasty taste. And you want to melt this cheese slowly. But once it starts melting, it melts quickly. Okay. And then you're constantly adding milk until it gets to the consistency that you like. I put in the um, ingredient list about one cup. And again, this is one of those things I don't measure simply because you know, everybody likes the different thicknesses of their cheese sauce. So I have my Velveeta cheese already cubed, and you know you can pretty much. I was trying to use a knife to cut this into cubes. You can pretty much just tear it apart, tear it off the block. So and you and it can just goes back
3: half, together, doesn't it? When you try to cut it yeah, with a knife,
2: <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It's it's self healing. You know. It, As crafters, we know what (laughs) self-healing means when it comes to crafting you and you're looking for a cutting mat that's a self-healing. So uh, it's a self-healing cheese. Um, So I've put my Velveeta in there and I'm just going to kind of break those chunks up a little bit and just start letting that melt down. And I've got this like on a medium heat. I'm going to add a little bit of milk. So some of you, I've told this story to, I love mac and cheese, but this makes a lot. So I don't, when I make it, you know, I have enough to freeze, but when it's gone, it's gone until I make more. Well, I was craving mac and cheese the other night. And I thought, well, I'll just get the box stuff. Oh my goodness. After eating this, it the box stuff is so nasty, y'all. I'm sorry. Some people like it, you know, but um. And I used to like it, but I just, I'm gonna have to doctor up the cheese sauce in there a little bit before I eat my other box. <laughs> it's just, so I have just added maybe a fourth cup of milk to the one pound of Velveeta. And you need to constantly stir this again, because you don't want it to stick and you don't want it to scorch. So I'm going to pick on well, no, I can't pick on Tori. Sorry. Um, But I was going to ask, you know, in other countries, you may not have the processed cheese like we have here. Um, And so I will ask Tori to do this. If you will send me optional ingredients, if you know them and have them, then I will include them with the recipes. So I can't ask her to do that for me. So but Toy being my host, she is doing a great job, and I appreciate her so much. So this is about melted down to where I want it. I mean, there's still some, some, you know, lumps and bumps and chunks in there, but it's it's going to melt pretty quick.
3: Oh, I'm going to take f- a wild guess, and you get to eat all this one as well, right? Yes.
2: So I will put some in the freezer. Um, I will not eat the whole nine by 13 pan, even though I could. (laughs) (laughs) And I did offer to, you know, share it with some other family members who like mac and cheese. My mom loves my homemade mac and cheese, but she said, no, not this. And I'm turning my heat down because it's starting to smell, um, smell a little bit like it's getting too hot. So I just turn that heat down to like a medium low. And all of my Velveeta is about melted. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to add my pepper jack. The reason I said not to use the, um, the pre-shredded, because if we, as we've discussed on this call and other cooking calls, your pre-shredded has um, an anti-clumping agent mixed in with it. And, you know, if you take it out and, you know, you eat a piece of it, you can tell that it's got something kind of gritty on it. And I think it's something similar to cornstarch. And it just, it just, it doesn't give a smooth texture. And I'm just adding a little bit at a time. So I just added like two handfuls. And this is my, what I shredded earlier this afternoon. Get my of glove on because I don't have. pot that has silicone handles, so they get very hot. So I've just added that pepper jack in there. And if you don't like pepper jack cheese, you know, use something else. Use, uh, you know, moderate jack, use mozzarella. Mozzarella is going to get really, really cheesy and stringy. Um, Provolone does the same thing, but, you know, hey, if that's what you like, you add as much cheese as you want. And, you know, the different flavors of cheese and i'm going to add a little more milk because it's starting to get a little thick and you with this you don't want it too thick you want it kind of thin so you can mix it up so it mixes well yeah it's starting to stick in spots so that's why it's smelling a little bit and you know i if you've cooked in the kitchen, you know, when stuff starts to stick and starts burning, it's not a pleasant smell. So that's why you wanna constantly stir Yes. All right, so I'm gonna dump the rest of my pepper jack into my pot here. And you wanna make sure before you start adding the next cheese that the first part you put in is melted. So you, you notice I made sure that the Velveeta was melted before I added the pepper jack. and I'm gonna make sure that the pepper jack is melted before I add the cream cheese. And then after all of that's melted, then we'll just start putting handfuls of Parmesan cheese in there, or that's what I do anyway. That's how my friend, uh, my best friend Mackenzie, taught me how to make it. This is his recipe. So, and um, I lost my friend Mackenzie four years ago. So I just, I have fun memories of him whenever I make this. Because we we had a lot of cooking classes together and did a lot of cooking things together. And we had so much fun. So, all right. So you, you may can hear the milk kind of sloshing. I added some more milk. So you're probably going to need more than the cup. Again, I, this is one of those recipes, I don't measure the milk because yeah, I keep stirring it until it feels right. <laughs> you know, we talked about that last week when making the chicken and dressing, you just stir it till it feels right. And um, this one, you want kind of a thick, not so thick that you, you, know, you have a hard time stirring it, but you want it kind of thick. And it will thicken up some whenever you uh, cook it in the oven. All right, do we have any questions or any hands raised in Zoom or Clubhouse?
4: Not we do not now, but it's a good opportunity for anyone to go ahead and press that request to speak button in the lower right-hand corner if you want to ask a question. Oh, and now we do, speaking of...
2: Awesome, great.
4: Michael Moran, and he's coming up on stage.
2: Mr. Moran, not Welcome. Yeah, watch your step. Hold on to the rails. This is a running thing with Michael and some of us. I could call him well, uh, Grandpa. Hi, Grandpa. Welcome.
1: Hello. So I'm, you know, late as usual, story of my life.
5: Of course. What yeah. the,
1: what's, what's the first cheese you put in there?
2: Uh, cubes of Velveeta. So just take, There's. you can buy the one-pound block or the two-pound block. And you just use a one pound block um, or one pound so you put of Velveeta. Velveeta
1: then uh-huh. pepper then, jack. hmm and, and then cream, and then cream cheese.
2: cheese. Uh-huh. And then once and we get the cream cheese melted, we're gonna put some grated Parmesan cheese, you know, the stuff from the green can. Yes.
1: In the can. Mm, yes, no
2: cheese. Yes. Buy
1: the <laughs> block and grate it yourself. My grandmother yes. would not be happy with you.
2: Well, we, you know,
1: we have to I'll, grade I'll them to, and, yeah. and I would, and, and we, we grated the cheese. We cut our fingers on the thing cause we didn't know when to stop.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I get one <laughs> more, one more thing of cheese off of that.
2: Yeah. I, I have, <laughs> I, trust me, I have grated Parmesan cheese and it is, that's a hard cheese. I will say that <laughs> But you know, if you want to grate the parmesan cheese yourself, you go right ahead. I'm sure it would make it well, even I, better if it was fresh cheese.
1: Fresh. Parmesan. Actually, Pamford Chef has something that you put over the cheese and then you mm-hmm. rub the cheese up and down on the grater, and yeah. uh, you don't have yeah. to yeah. scrape your finger.
2: Awesome. I'll have to look into that. So, yeah, yep. Yeah. And once we get our cheese sauce made, then we just add our pasta. And then we put it in our nine by thirteen pan, and then we'll go for. I'll tell you what to do after that. So, but thanks for your question, Michael, and welcome. Oh,
1: great! Thank you. I hope you come back tomorrow. My uh, my my, uh, settings have to be fixed, and then I'll start streaming for you again.
2: Awesome! Awesome! Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thanks for joining us. I Hope you have a thank Happy Thanksgiving. You too. All right. Do we have any other hands in Clubhouse or in Zoom?
4: I am double-checking, but we do not and we do not have any hands in Zoom.
2: All right, so my, um, and I did let my cream cheese get to room temperature, so it's going to melt a lot quicker that way when you do that. So it's pretty much melted and I failed to get my Parmesan cheese out earlier, so let me, you're going to hear me digging in my cabinets. All right, so I've got my Parmesan cheese here. Excuse me. And I'm just, like I said, I'm going to dump in. It's probably going to be about a half a cup. I'll just empty the can. There wasn't much left after I did that. And then you can save some uh, Parmesan cheese to put on the top as well. All right, so we're going to stir that in and then we'll be ready to add our pasta and my cheese sauce. It is a pretty good thickness, so I'm not gonna have to add any more milk. So I'm gonna go ahead and turn the heat off of the eye. And I use electric, so, you know, it's still gonna be, you know, still gonna get some heat from that element. But I'm just stirring that in and it feels like it's starting in pretty good. So now I'm gonna, my pot is almost full, so I'm gonna gradually add in my pasta. And if you don't want to use elbow macaroni, you don't have to use elbow macaroni.
3: Shells are my favorite.
2: Yes, I love shells. I can't remember what this is called. They're like mini
3: cheese scoops. They are.
2: (laughs) This is, um, I believe, ziti or something like that. It's the, what's penne pasta? Sorry, not ziti. Penne pasta. Oh, just dropped a little bit. I guess my sous shelf will get that in a little bit. She got her tummy full before the call, so she's not in here with me helping. What I'm going to do, I'm going to have to fire her. So, <laughs> so just don't pe- I know. <laughs> they are. They are. I'll have to deal with them later. All right. So, I've got that pasta, some of that put in and mixed in. This is probably going to be real cheesy. Oh, there's one for the other So, chef. <laughs>
3: All right. How big of a pan would you say that you're using? The like a stock pot or just like a...
2: It's not a stock pot. It's probably maybe six quart. It's, uh, okay. it's an old timey and when I say old timey my grandmother used this. this belonged to her um Aww. back in the 70s and early 80s that's um there was some cookware I cannot even remember the name of it so um some of my more seasoned cooks I'll put it that way <laughs> might remember the name of it but they come in all these different colors um you know one grandmother had the yellow one grandmother had the olive green and I don't know if there were other colors those are the only two and then um, I don't know anyway.
3: almost sounds like fiesta ware, but I don't know if they've ever done pots and pans I'll have to look into that yeah
2: so um, but I mean it's just a good size pot now it doesn't do a whole lot I mean it cooks my pasta and um, you know it does my cheese sauce but I really need a stock pot um, to do like poaching my chicken or you know Lots of potatoes or, or, you know, large amounts of pasta or something. I really need one of those. So, so, Santa, if you're listening, I have asked Santa for new cookware for Christmas. So maybe I'll get it. All right. So I've got this pretty much thoroughly mixed in. So what we do from here is put it in our nine by 13 pan. And again, you want to make sure that that is either buttered or sprayed with some type of cooking spray. And then you have two choices. So if you know, this can be eaten like it is right now. It, it, everything's done in it. Um, so you know, you can eat it like it is. If you're going to freeze it, go ahead and put it in your nine by 13 pan, cover it with foil, Um, I always do two layers of foil. I do, you know, a piece going from uh, short side to short side, and then one going from long side to long side. So I, you know, do two pieces on each short side. And then just stick it in the freezer. And, you know, you want to put it in the fridge to thaw out like the day before. And then you stick it in the oven. Uh, before you do that you will sprinkle breadcrumbs on it and then pour a stick of melted butter over the top of your breadcrumbs and you can add more parmesan cheese then if you would like so i'm going to wait till that cools and then i will do all that after the call um but i'm going to eat it just like it is without the breadcrumbs tonight and then i will add breadcrumbs when it's time for uh thanksgiving um So, you know, you just do a mixture of your um, Parmesan cheese and your breadcrumbs and then just sprinkle that over the top of your macaroni and cheese and then pour a stick of melted butter over the top of that and then cover it back with your foil and stick it back in or stick it in the oven. And you want to cook that at 350 for about an hour. And again, to keep it from drying out so much, you want to make sure that you put that water bath in, in your oven. And again, Please, 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 I'm begging you to to remember this and be cautious when pouring water into your oven. Make sure your oven is off before pouring that water into your pan. You know, some cooks will put the water in the pan and put the pan full of water in the oven. Um, As someone who is blind, I do not recommend that because, you know, sometimes we can trip over things. And if it goes in, you know, you trip over something and your oven doors open and the water goes in there, then you've got more problems. So please, please, please be sure to be cautious and pour that water into the pan. Once the pan's in the oven that is turned off, it's okay to preheat the oven and turn it off to put your pan and your water in there. But then you can turn it right back on once you get the rack and the pan slid back in. So uh, just want caution, to caution y'all with that. So just be be thoughtful and be safe in the kitchen. That's the main priority because, you know, you want to enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner. You know, you want to enjoy what you've cooked. So, all right. Do we have any raised hands in Zoom or Clubhouse?
4: Not I am in checking. Zoom. We didn't have any minute ago, and oh, oh, we do. Oh my! Lynn Lynn Snyder is coming up on stage. All right.
2: Hi, Hi, Lynn. Hi there. And welcome.
5: My mute button button was hiding from me.
2: Uh oh! Yeah, it tries to do that. (laughs) So, thanks for joining us tonight, little devil. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. So, so um, you have a question or a comment? I I absolutely love macaroni and cheese. And the way I like it, I like real sharp cheese.
2: Yes, that's good I as well. I just love
5: my sharp cheese, yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, You know how some macaroni is like milky? Like yeah. Like more milky, like, and I don't mm-hmm. like that kind. Yeah. Um, but I remember one Thanksgiving, my sister was supposed to make... um macaroni and cheese (laughs) and my dad kept swearing that he heard a mouse in the in the in the in the basement or somewhere Mm -hmm. and we kept he had dementia so we just didn't really pay that right yeah so so my sister had bought this huge box of saltine crackers from uh BJ's or one of them and she's so I went down to get them and I said you know what they look like they're kind of open a little bit so here she is at the last minute trying to get this macaroni made, and the the mouse had chewed through one of the packets of crackers, and then she she ran out of dry mustard, so we had to call a neighbor to get the dry mustard. I mean, it was crazy.
2: Oh, yeah.
5: But um, and then she was in a hurry and she put too much dry mustard in it, and I thought it was the best macaroni I've ever had. <laughs> I Yes, mustard yes. to my mac and cheese because I like it. I think it's yeah. yummy. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen
3: recipes
2: that get... that. Get... Yeah, go ahead. Lynn, I'm sorry.
5: So she she only chewed. They the mouse only chewed through one packet. Oh, that's good. <laughs> she's, she's like, are we? Should we use the other ones? And I'm like, well, we, they're airtight. So yeah, we used it. I mean, but it it was funny, and nobody died. Nobody got sick from it. It was very good. 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 But um, yeah, that yeah. was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. happens when you try to do something at the last minute. Everything goes mm-hmm. wrong, right?
2: Yes, and that's why I, I try to over prepare, and it drives mm-hmm. drives my family that takes us places. Yeah, you know, it drives them absolutely nuts. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I, you know, what are y'all doing for Thanksgiving? We don't know. We haven't even thought about it. You know, we don't even know yeah, what we're doing next week. You know, much less for you know three weeks from now. So
5: yeah but thanks for sharing yeah i think when you're blind you have to prepare you know
2: yes we do they don't understand yeah yeah
5: yeah well thanks this is awesome i'm enjoying this thank you
2: thank you thanks for joining us sure any more hands in clubhouse
4: i'm checking and not at this time all right
2: any hands in zen story
4: no apparently they're all in clubhouse (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> that's OK, too. I'll take them wherever I can get them. So
3: I do have oh, a question. Uh, sure. OK. Um. so for the milk, <clears throat> does it matter using whole milk, two uh, percent nonfat? Does that make a difference in this recipe?
2: It does not. Uh, I'm okay. using two percent because that's what we use in my house and that's what I use okay. in the potatoes as well.
3: Perfect. That was my only question, because sometimes I know yeah. with mac and cheese, it wants a specific fattiness to the milk to get the creaminess. So that helps very. Yeah. Helpful. And
2: yeah. And, you know, if you want to use, you know, whole milk or even evaporated milk, it's just going to give it a different le- the level of flavor is all just, you know, our texture. And it's not going to be a bad texture. It's just going to be, you know, a little more creamy or, um, you know, I've always used two percent. I mean, that's what I grew up on. So. That's what we drink. Jason would probably prefer the whole milk, but you know, <laughs> he can start doing the grocery list. <laughs> All right. So how are we on time?
0: A couple of
4: minutes away from the end of the first hour.
2: Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and end. I will go ahead and give out the email addresses on how to subscribe to the listserv and how to send us emails. So if you would like to subscribe to get the recipes that we cook tonight, you can send an email, a blank email to acb-cooks, plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. That's acb-cooks, plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. If you would like to connect with any of the cooks with ACB, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com. If you forget all that, or if you're in Clubhouse and you don't receive the community daily emails, you can send an email to community at acb.org and either ask to be put on the community list or ask to be connected with uh, Courtney from In the Kitchen with Courtney, and we will get you connected. All right. So thank you all so much for joining us tonight from wherever you are in the world. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks to Herbie for streaming us. Chanel, thank you for connecting us connecting us to Clubhouse. Tori, thank you for hosting in Zoom. And Kayla, my sidekick, can't forget you. Thank you so much for helping out. Love you bunches, girl. And thank you all for joining us. Come back next week. We're going to be making homemade dinner rolls with Kayla and a green bean casserole to get ready for that Thanksgiving holiday. So you all have a great evening and we will see you at the next community event.